Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hi, I'm Kate, and I could really use some advice. Let me start at the beginning. Many people have a toxic person in their life that wants to outdo them in everything. For me, it was my classmate Amber, and it all began back in elementary school. We came to school wearing the same outfit on the first day of class. Wow, it's like we're twins. <laughs> I'm Kate, let's be friends. This dress obviously looks better on me. What? No, it doesn't. As we got older, our rivalry intensified. Hey, Amber, the fashion police should arrest you. Look at the purse my parents bought me. I won that round, like I usually did, but one day I hit a rough patch. My parents and I were walking back to our car from a store when an awesome car drove into the parking lot. Amber was the one behind the wheel. Look at my birthday present. You won't be able to beat this. And she was right. I pretended not to care, even though I was actually terribly jealous. I begged my parents to buy me a car and let me get a driver's license as we drove home. That's not up for discussion. You quickly give up hobbies. Last month, you asked us for an expensive camera and then didn't even pick it up once. It makes no sense to spend money on a car only for you to get bored of it the next week. Convincing my parents wasn't easy, but I didn't despair because I was their only child and they spoiled me. As we were driving past a park, I saw a stunning guy. He was sitting under a tree and looking sadly at his laptop. He was giving off such a mysterious vibe. Hmm, I wondered who he was. At home, I kept pestering mom and dad and I even pretended I was gonna burst out crying. Please? And? I almost managed to convince them. Why almost? Because at that moment, our doorbell rang. Mom's sister, my Aunt Greta, and her son, Dan, had come over. It turned out that they had some problems and now had nowhere to live. My parents let them stay with us, so I had to share my room with my cousin. It sucked. But that wasn't even the worst part yet. By the way, Kate, the car will have to wait. Your Aunt Greta needs that money more, and we have no more savings. My eye almost started twitching. It wasn't fair! That was how my fun life with my new roommate began. Ugh, your room is so girly. Maybe it's because I am a girl. Genius. He was terribly messy and spent the whole night playing video games. 
I didn't even get a wink of sleep. I need help at fifth base. Ugh. I didn't get enough sleep, and I overslept because of him. But then, something great happened at school. My friend Eileen looked weirdly enthusiastic. Kate, have you heard the news yet? About Princess Amber's new car? No, about the new guy. His name is Paul, and he is super cute. There he is. Hmm, his face seems familiar. I've seen him before, but I don't remember where. Hey, that was the guy I'd seen in the park. So that gloomy, <laughs> handsome guy was gonna study with us now? Wow, I really liked Paul, so I decided I wouldn't wait for him to notice me, and I approached him myself. Hi, Paul, right? I'm Kate. Do you want me to give you a tour of the school? Um, hi. Hold your horses, Kate. I'll show the new kid around. I know the best places for makeout sessions and copying answers to the upcoming tests. Amber had decided to turn this into a competition, too. I was sure she would have never even looked twice at Paul if I hadn't tried to talk to him. I suggested it first. No, I did. Um, thanks. I think I'll be fine by myself. See you later. Both Amber and I failed, but that wasn't the end of it. All day long, my arch nemesis and I kept trying to get him to notice us. However, all he cared about was his laptop. He wouldn't have noticed a herd of elephants passing him by. I decided to change tactics and be smart about it. At lunch, I sneaked a peek at his screen and saw he was playing an online game called The Hero's Way. I should find out more about this. Then I almost got lucky. Almost. After classes, Paul and I left school at the same time and realized it was raining buckets. Damn, my laptop might get wet. I have an umbrella. We could share it. But then Amber ruined everything. She deliberately drove through a puddle and splashed me from head to toe. And then she stopped and offered to give Paul a ride. Thanks. That would be cool. I hate walking in the rain. Kate, I'd give you a ride too, but I don't want my car to get dirty. Bye. I could only growl with indignation. Ugh. At home, my patience kept being tested. I couldn't get into the bathroom because Dan was in there. My aunt had also taken my camera without permission to take pictures. I don't like people touching my stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. It's just that a very beautiful rainbow <gasps> appeared after the rain, and I wanted to take a photo of it. I guess I wasn't a great host, but if any of you had a day as bad as mine, you would get it. While I was waiting for the bathroom to be free, I looked at my cousin's computer and realized he'd been playing The Hero's Way, the game that Paul was so obsessed with. It was easy to come up with a plan after that. I gave Dan some of my pocket money, and I asked him to tell me everything about the game. Cast of Magicians? Crafting update? This is so complicated. Wait, I'm gonna write it down. All the gaming terminology made me feel like my head was about to burst. But the next day at school, I was ready to show off my knowledge. I sat down next to Paul in the dining room, and I casually looked at his laptop screen. Oh, it's the hero's way! I love that game! Really? Wow. Which characters do you like most? Me? Uh, the Dark Elf Archers. Wow. I didn't think that pretty girls were interested in video games. I may have cheated a little, but that was also the first time Paul hadn't looked like an emotionless robot. It seemed like I had finally caught his attention. Also, did he really call me pretty? Wow. And what made me particularly happy was that Amber saw us chatting sweetly. She was furious. <laughs> Kate, you're cool. Do you want to play online with me tonight? It wasn't a date, but it was something. I happily agreed. 
and only realized what I had done at home. I didn't know how to play at all. What was I supposed to do now? Why are you looking at me like that? Do you want to earn more money? I had to resort to asking my cousin for help. Again. I gave Dan all my pocket money so he would play for me. <laughs> Sat next to him and I chatted with Paul. When I saw him at school the next day, Paul was beaming with happiness. Kate, I had a great time yesterday. The last few months have been hard for me, but everything changed thanks to you. You're amazing. Paul rummaged through his backpack and handed me a leaflet about an eSports tournament. I hadn't even known that that existed. This is an old dream of mine. I'm assembling a team. If we win the local tournament, we'll be able to take part in the International Champions League. We're missing one player. Will you join us? Oh, well, I... I thought about it. On one hand, it felt great to be invited. But on the other hand, I knew I wouldn't be able to pull it off. I was about to tell Paul that I had deceived him a little bit. But then... Amber appeared in the hallway, handing out invitations to her party to everyone. Paul, you're invited, of course. Mm, but Kate, there's no room left for you. You don't mind, do you? I'm sorry, Amber, but Kate and I have to get ready for an esports tournament. I won't be able to come. If uh, Kate agrees to become a part of the team, that is. You should have seen Amber's face! <laughs> she was so Paul's words definitely got to her. <laughs> it seemed like I won that round. <laughs> I agreed to participate in the tournament. Hooray! I knew you'd be interested. Keep the leaflet. I was over the moon when Paul hugged me in front of Amber. But what was I supposed to do now? At home, I showed the leaflet to Dan. I'm finished if he finds out I lied to him. Well, I'll help you for a modest fee. At that moment, my parents walked into the room and saw the leaflet I was holding. Wow, Kate. Do you have a new hobby? I'm sure she'll give it up in a week. Actually, Kate's gonna reach the Champions League final. Is that true? Uh, well... If you win the tournament, we'll think about withdrawing money from our account and buying you a car. Really? Yes! You're the best! Nothing could stop me now. I was gonna get the guy of my dreams, show Amber up, and become the happy owner of a brand new car. Hooray! Things were looking up. Paul's team was practicing in the school's computer club. All the computers were separated by partitions. I'll hide there, and once the game starts, we'll just swap places. You're a genius, Dan. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. The next day, I came to the club for the first time, and Paul introduced me to the rest of the team. There were only guys on it. They were very skeptical about me. A girl? Does she even know how to turn the computer on? Quit it. Kate is a great gamer. You'll see for yourself. Isn't that right? Uh, sure. Once everyone sat down, Dan came out of hiding and swapped places with me. The practice went without a hitch. The guys from the team were ecstatic. Wow, Kate, you really are amazing. What did I tell you? That went on for a while. Dan was playing his favorite game, and I was getting all the glory and hanging out with Paul. We spent a lot of time together. He walked me home and gave me sweets. Amber could only grit her teeth with envy. Something isn't adding up. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. Sure, good luck with that. Honestly though, how did you manage to get Paul and become a professional gamer? Can you keep a secret? Of course I can. Okay, Dan is actually the one playing instead of me. Your cousin? Yeah, well he had to be good at something. He and his mom are still living at our place and using my stuff. But you won't be able to deceive everyone that easily at the tournament. Dan will think of something. After all, that's what I'm paying him for. 
I was waiting for my cousin after classes as usual when I suddenly saw him talking to Amber. That wasn't good. Dan, come on. The practice is about to start. Amber told me what you really think of us. You know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Deal with it yourself. Damn it. Amber must have overheard me talking with Irene. I wanted to run after Dan and explain everything. But then Paul and the rest of the team showed up. Kate, what are you doing here? We're waiting for you. Paul, I... I need to tell you something. Don't bother. I'll do it. Guys, she was fooling you. Her cousin was the one playing with you. She can't actually play at all. The boys looked shocked as they stared at me. God, it was so humiliating. I couldn't even say anything in my defense because it was all true. I just turned red and ran away. Then I ran into Irene. She seemed weirdly excited again. Kate, I remembered where I'd seen Paul. I read an article about him. He used to be a famous esports player until he got kicked off his team. That was weird. Why hadn't he told me about it? But none of that mattered now. I had let everyone down and disappointed Paul. At home, I accidentally overheard Dan begging his aunt to move out. Mom, I know we have nowhere to live right now, but I'd rather sleep in a shelter than see any more of Kate's arrogant looks. I felt so ashamed of myself. Only then did I realize how selfish I'd been. Dan had been accepting my money because they had money issues. I had been treating them terribly. I'm so sorry. Aunt Greta, you can take my camera if you want. I wasn't using it anyway, and your photos looked great. I shouldn't have been so greedy. All that was left to do was figure out how to make it up to Paul. To my surprise, he came to me himself. I found out something interesting. You ran away before I could say anything. The thing is... Let me start at the beginning. I was the captain of an esports team. We dreamed of getting to the Champions League. But one day, we got a new member. He wanted to take my place. First, he made it so I was no longer the captain. And then he kicked me out of the team altogether. I was so depressed that I even transferred to a new school. That's why you were so gloomy and thoughtful. Yeah, but I didn't give up on my dream and I put together a new team. Meeting you brought me back to life. But I lied too. After all, I knew that you were deceiving me from the very beginning. What? I even saw you peeking into your notebook when you were talking about the Dark Elves. But I played along. I thought that having a girl on the team would make us stand out and help us win. I'm sorry. I should have told you the truth right away. That surprised me. I didn't even know whether to be angry or not. What had happened to Paul wasn't fair. We were both liars. But I finally figured out what we had to do. Paul, this is my cousin Dan. He's the one who was playing in my place. Please, accept him into the team. It would be way better than trying to win using tricks. It was easy for Dan to become a part of the team. Moreover, he was actually a very talented player. I came to the tournament too, but only as a fan. By the way, there were actually a lot of gamer girls there. The guys easily won, and they could now take part in the Champions League. Hell yeah! Great job, guys! Kate, thank you for everything. You're our lucky charm. Soon, Aunt Greta told us that she'd sent her photos to a publishing house, and she'd gotten a job as a photographer there. Then, she and Dan moved out. One day, my parents told me that they were ready to give me a car. A few weeks before that, I would have shouted for joy. But now, I told them not to buy it. I've realized that I've never had to work hard for anything. That's why I didn't appreciate a lot of the things that I got. I really want to earn that car, though. So I'm going to start working in a coffee shop. 
We're so proud of you. What happened taught me to appreciate the things that I had. I'm still friends with the guys from the team. Paul and I are dating. As for my rivalry with Amber, that's in the past. Do you think that we could become friends if we had a real heart-to-heart? -heart? Or should I leave well enough alone? I couldn't believe my eyes. A hidden camera, right in my room. This couldn't be happening. Who installed it? And how did I not see it? Hi, my name's Susan, and you would never believe the story I'm about to tell you. I wouldn't believe it either, and to be honest, I still don't. I'll start by saying that ever since I was a kid, I've been considered weird. Yeah, my hobbies are not what you'd call ordinary. I used to watch videos about conspiracy theories. I believed in ghosts and the afterlife. I saw signs in everything. My friends and parents had gotten used to my peculiarities a long time ago. My mom and dad were more concerned that I was doing well in school and not hanging with shady people. My friends, on the other hand, appreciated my sense of humor and openness. And all was well until the night when I first noticed something strange. My friends and I were coming home from the movie theater, discussing the movie and making plans. Usually, we walk together to the same intersection, and then we go our separate ways home. We wished each other goodnight, exchanged jokes, and I turned onto my street. I was in a good mood. I walked past the houses and smiled to myself. But the smile disappeared from my face when I put my hand in my pocket to get my headphones. The pocket was empty. Oh, damn. I lost my headphones that my parents had given me for my birthday years ago. Maybe I dropped them on the way. <sighs> With a sigh, I headed back to the intersection, hoping that my headphones were still lying on the pavement somewhere. As I turned to the corner, however, I instantly forgot about losing them. My friends, who seemed to have gone home at the same time as I did, were standing at the same intersection where we said goodbye, arguing about something. I froze and opened my mouth to call out to my friends. Suddenly, Owen saw me. It's Susan, he yelled. The guy's faces changed, and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond. You're making things up again, Susan. Finally wrote Tori. Did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again? The others responded with smiley faces. Oh, really? Of course. The best defense is offense. And actually, reptiloids do exist. I'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet. I decided not to respond and toss the phone aside. And these are my best friends. I watch the notifications from the shared chat pop on my phone all evening. But I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. 
Mom answered. We need to say that Aunt Jacqueline is sick, and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise, and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation, and my mother shouted, Susan, breakfast is ready. I had to go downstairs and pretend I didn't hear anything. Of course, my appetite was out of the question. Thoughts swirled in my head, one more suspicious than the next. My friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me. This has never happened before. We always did everything together and had no secrets from each other. My parents were up to something too and made up some crazy story about Aunt Jacqueline. Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two, but I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior, and I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well, for the next few days, my parents didn't raise any suspicions, as if they knew I was watching them closely. We usually spent Friday nights together. We'd have a nice dinner, and then we'd sit in front of the TV and watch a movie. We have a rule in our family. We take turns choosing a movie. One week it was mom, next week it was dad, and the week after, it was my turn. If it wasn't for this rule, I would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months. My parents would usually pick some old movie, and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show, and it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer, and the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen, and I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age 
was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show? Like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? Dad looked at mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. Forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show, and you're complete strangers to me. How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly, don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning over breakfast without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. My friends, for days now, have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything! Despite the late hour, my message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show, and I'm overacting? Susan, I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were dare to you, but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What other headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on. And then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, they'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute. You wrote that you knew everything. What did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago, Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. 
I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week. To relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us, and we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments. And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video. My name's Grace, and I'm facing a hard choice. Money or love. After all, my crush promised to marry me if I got rid of my millions. But before I continue my story, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. I grew up in a wealthy family. My parents tried to never deny me anything, since I'm their only child. So, I have no idea how to live without money. Money solves everything. If you want a vacation, buy yourself a trip to the islands. If you're seriously ill, buy yourself some expensive medicine. However, not everyone shares my opinion. Unfortunately, my crush Nasfi was one of those people. I fell in love with him a year ago, and he reciprocated. And even though Nasfi wasn't very nice to reach people, he was crazy about me. And he wasn't uncomfortable by my millions. At least, that's what I thought up to a certain point. Grace, you and I have been together for a year now, and I want to ask you to be my wife. Yes! I screamed before he could finish. Wait, I have one small condition. He took my hands. And what's that? I want you to give up your millions. What? I shrieked, and I swung my hand sharply in shock. I accidentally dropped a burning candle on the table, and the tablecloth, of course, burst into flames. And there was a fire in the restaurant. People ran out into the streets in panic. And I panicked and wondered what to do. To choose money and spend my life in luxury, or choose a lover and live my life in love, old clothes, and in a box on a street like a cat family. Uh-huh. Grace, Nasfi told me, money's evil. Money is opportunity and happiness. Without it, there's no life. You're wrong, and I'll prove it to you if you agree to be my wife. Either the disgusting smell of smoke had that effect on me, or it was just love that blew my head off. But I agreed to marry Nasfi and give up my favorite green bills. That smells so good and rustle in my hands. My parents were shocked when they learned of my decision, but they didn't mind because they liked Nasfi and they respected my every wish. I left the mansion with tears in my eyes and found myself in Nasfi's old one-room apartment. Is there only one bathroom? I asked in shock. Well, yes. Is that really a problem for you? Of course it's a problem for me! Do I have to wait for him to shower every morning? And leave my personal belongings in the same drawer as his? What a nightmare! But I told Nasfi I'd get used to it. I thought the bathroom would be the only inconvenience in my new life. But I was wrong. Can you believe I had to cook for myself? I also had to clean up while Nasfi was at work. Even though I was in college during the day, my husband thought a woman should keep the house in order. I wasn't used to that. I used to have a maid do everything for me. And why should I do anything around the house all by myself? So, I wanted to tell Nasfi I wasn't happy. 
But he came from work with a big bouquet of white roses, and he hugged me. And he told me I'd make a wonderful wife. His words made me melt. But the very next day, I was Snow White again, because I couldn't figure out the washing machine. First of all, I couldn't get it to work the first time. Second of all, I put too much detergent in, and the whole bathroom was full of bubbles. Third, I threw a red stock into the white laundry. I think you can see by now that it was a disaster. I freaked out. I sat down on the floor in the foam and cried out of helplessness. I hate this life. Without money, it sucked. Grace, what's wrong? When Nasfi came home from work and saw me, he ran right over and gave me a hug. I can't live like this anymore. I can't do anything. All oh, my white clothes have turned pink. You'll learn everything, honey. The guy stroked my hand and I pushed him away from me. I'm not going to learn. I don't want to be your servant. If I'm going to live my whole life under these conditions, I choose money over marriage to you. I see. You're just like everyone else. Nasfi said grudgingly, I'm disappointed in you. I don't give a damn. The main thing is, I'll never stand at the stove again. I'll never do your laundry again. But as soon as I got back to the mansion, to my parents, and they shocked me with terrible news, my father had gone bankrupt. His company was in serious trouble. Not only were we left without millions, but our family was also heavily in debt. We sold the mansion, a collection of cars, and my mother and I's jewelry. It was enough to buy a small apartment on the outskirts of town, which was no better than Nasfi's apartment. In the end, I had to do what I did when I lived with Nasfi. Only, I had to teach it to my mother, but she wasn't a very good student. Dinner kept burning, and the iron burned through our clothes. My dad wasn't happy, and he and my mother fought all the time. All I had to do was cry quietly, because I'd lost everything. Money and love. So one night, I decided to write to Nasfi and apologize to him for my behavior. But he didn't answer my messages. And then I saw a picture of him with another girl on social media. Who the hell is that? I squeezed my phone so hard that my hand cramped. My anger was so intense. I thought I was going to burn the apartment down. But instead, I tried to find out who this girl was. I looked at her social networking page and realized she was an angel from a simple family. She's a charity worker studying to be a doctor. A real Nasfi ideal, not like me. Honestly, at first, I wanted to just let it go, but I couldn't because the anger was tearing me apart. Nasfi was so quick to find a replacement for me, so he didn't love me that much. With that thought, I went to his house, and when the guy opened the door, I slapped him right in the face. Grace, are you crazy? He touched his cheek. How could you, Nasfi? I thought you loved me, but as soon as I left, you found a replacement. You left me on your own. You chose money. So what? That doesn't mean I stopped loving you. Actually, I regretted my decision right away, but I realized that money really wasn't the most important thing in life. I didn't want to tell him that my family was poor, that I wanted to move out of my parents' house so I wouldn't have to be their personal maid. Really? Nasfi was surprised, and he smiled. Well, of course. I made a pretty face, and Nasfi hugged me tight. This was the picture his new girlfriend saw. She slapped him in the face for the second time that day. I wanted to jump on her with my fists, but Nasfi stopped me and told me he'd be happy to marry me. 
Then why'd you start seeing someone else? I don't know. Probably to piss you off, Grace. You're such a jerk! <laughs> I laughed, and I patted his hair. I moved away from my parents again. Mom even burst into tears, because now, all the housework was her responsibility. Nasfi and I started a new life. He even started helping me with my chores, even though he was tired after work. I guess I was happy, although to be honest, only my millions could really make me happy. But one day, I saw Nasfi talking to this girl he used to date. He handed her something, and then he hugged her. I didn't understand the situation. I ran up to the couple and pushed the girl into a puddle, and then I slapped Nasfi in the face. The guy somehow calmed me down, and then he helped the girl up. But I put her right back where she belonged, angry that my young man was trying to help her. Grace, you got it all wrong, said Nasfi. He explained that he'd given the girl her things that she'd left in his apartment. And he hugged her, because his ex-girlfriend was having a hard time with the breakup. I almost calmed down, but then my mom came over. As luck would have it, she was walking by with a bag full of groceries. Grace, my daughter! Mom threw the bags on the ground, and then she hugged me. Please come home, I'm so tired. Did something happen? Nasfi asked. Didn't Grace tell you? Our family's broke. We're not rich anymore. I have to do everything myself. Grace used to help me, but she moved back in with you so she wouldn't have to live in the same apartment with us anymore. Nasfi was shocked when he heard that. I could see the disappointment on his face because he knew I'd lied to him. So you didn't give up the money. You just ran away from your parents. No, not exactly. Nasfi, I love you. I shouted desperately. I don't want to know anything else. He laughed, and his ex pushed me into a puddle in anger. Honestly, I didn't even want to get up, because I'd lost someone I loved, who will not take me. I helped my mother carry the bags to the apartment. There was a happy father waiting for us. He told me that his business was going well. All his millions were back, and now we could buy a new mansion and live in luxury again. But I couldn't be happy, because for the first time, I realized that money wasn't my first priority anymore. Without Nasfi, it didn't make me happy at all. Even a holiday on the islands didn't take my mind off my grief. I tried to call and write to the guy, but he blocked me everywhere. That's how he caught me out of his life. I didn't know anything about Nasfi for six months, until a mutual friend told me he was in the hospital. My ex was riding his bike to school, and he got hit by a car. Nasfi was pretty badly injured. I rushed to the hospital right away, but they wouldn't let me in the room because I wasn't related to the guy. But we met anyway, when, after a while, Nasfi came out of the room with difficulty. Nasfi, hello! I shouted, and I waved my hand. He was shocked to see me, but he smiled anyway. We sat down in the hall, and I started an uncontrollable flow of speech. I apologized to the guy, then I told him I was miserable without him. Then I cried and admitted that he was right about the money. And I'm sorry, Grace. I was too hard on you. I didn't think it would be hard for you to change your life like that. Nasfi took my hand, and I cried again. But this time, I was happy. Our relationship was getting better. My father bought us a nice apartment with two bathrooms, and I tried not to ask my parents for money anymore, because I wanted to do everything with Nasfi. He was happy that we got back together again because all these six months, he couldn't get me out of his mind and heart. That's how I realized that money solves a lot of things, but 
Not everything. The most important thing to have is a loving and caring person by your side. Would you give up millions for love? Write your answers in the comments. I suspected that my older sister was hiding something from us. I had to spy on her to find out the whole truth. Hello, my name is Robin and I want to share my story with you. One day, our <laughs> biology teacher caught some kind of infection. We weren't too worried about his health, rather the opposite. After all, we were free earlier. Joyful with vanilla ice cream in my hand, I was returning from school. There was no one at home. Taking advantage of the rare moments of silence, I lay down on the sofa. I was resting and texting with Jenna, when suddenly there was a click on the lock of the front door. Slowly, slinking like a cat, my sister Carrie entered the living room. I stayed unnoticed on the couch and made no sound. I watched her suspicious behavior. Everything would be okay if my sister didn't hold a Prada bag in her hands. My eyes just popped out of my head. You would understand me if you knew what a poor and conservative family we have. Parents believe that buying luxury branded items is unacceptable. And they gave us so little pocket money that it wouldn't be enough. I didn't know what to think. I decided to ask Carrie directly and knocked on her door. Usually it didn't lock, but not this time. Just a minute, the sister called from the back of the room. This also seemed strange and unusual to me. When Carrie opened the door, she looked flustered. Oh, it's you, she said with relief. Who were you waiting for? I thought maybe the parents returned earlier. What do you need? She wanted to get rid of me as soon as possible. I noticed a handbag in her hands. Carrie looked surprised. The handbag? From Prada? She laughed. <laughs> you imagined it. I don't have a bag at all. You must have confused it with a backpack. Carrie pointed defiantly at the backpack which had been casually thrown on the floor. No, I definitely saw it. I insisted. Well, I know for sure that I don't have any handbag. I had to step back because I was sure that Carrie was lying to me. But why? I won't tell my parents the first time I get a chance. So that time I left with nothing. Mom and dad came home late from work. And in the evening, we all get together for dinner. That evening was no different from the previous ones. Carrie behaved as usual. I followed her every movement, every intonation in her voice. I thought maybe something would give her away. But no. She was the old Carrie. Talkative, cheerful. She talked the whole evening. What a tasteless lunch at school. Overcooked beans and cold potatoes. It was terrible. Parents nodded and answered something, maintaining an easy conversation. Of course, I kept my suspicions to myself. On an ordinary evening dinner, it would look stupid. For a while, I even forgot about the mysterious handbag until something else happened. One day after school, I was walking with my friend Jenna. We drank milkshakes and discussed which of the guys in class is the cutest. Kyle for sure. Jenna put forward the version. I didn't agree with her. Well, I don't know. I'm for Derek. Plus, he has a car. But Kyle's parents have a jacuzzi at home, so we would continue to list the pros and cons of the guys if I hadn't accidentally seen my sister in the restaurant window. Carrie was sitting at a table with a strange man. I, following some inner impulse, immediately hid behind a bush. What happened to you? Jenna asked in bewilderment, grabbing my hand. See that girl? I pointed at Carrie. Yeah. 
That's my sister. So what? She's sitting in an expensive restaurant with a stranger who's much older than her. It's very suspicious. If the parents saw Carrie now, they definitely wouldn't like it. Jenna just frowned slightly, not really delving into my family affairs. I wanted to understand what was happening with my sister and find out what kind of double life she was leading. During the day, Carrie is an ordinary schoolgirl, and by the evening, she lives someone else's life. Maybe she's a spy or a professional thief like Catwoman. It was necessary to act carefully. I didn't want to throw false accusations or blame her for something without evidence because she is very smart and resourceful. I needed a very good plan. I came home when Carrie was gone. Sister came late in the evening, what caused concern to the parents and incurred her wrath. Caroline, do you know what time it is? Menacingly asked the father. I don't know, like nine? No, it's already half past nine. My mother always spoke quietly, but at the same time, her voice was very menacing. At times like these, I wanted to hide away. Sorry, I didn't notice. You should work on your punctuality if you don't want to stay at home all next weekend. Carrie put on a guilty face and went upstairs. I didn't want to meet her on stairs, so I ran into my room and closed the door. I was left alone with my thoughts and compared some facts. In the restaurant, I saw my sister in different clothes. She was wearing an elegant dress, and she came home in her usual t-shirt and jeans. Carrie didn't want anyone to know her secret. That's why she carefully sweeps all the traces of her double life. Thoughts of Carrie wouldn't let me go even in bed. I tried to put forward various assumptions about what's going on with my sister. She walks in an expensive dress, wears a Prada handbag, and visits luxury restaurants. And also that man. I didn't like him right away. Some kind of unnatural with an arrogant expression on his face. I hope he didn't drag Carrie into something dangerous and illegal. Anything could happen. What if she became part of the criminal world or suddenly won the lottery? Now she's spinning in higher circles and maybe she's ashamed of us. These thoughts made my stomach hurt. I needed to know for sure. I've been wanting to do something for a long time, but everything could not be decided. I was sure that I needed to search her room while Carrie was at school. Our biology teacher is still holed up at home after the infection. So tomorrow, it'll be possible to leave early again. This is a great chance to find out what my sister is hiding. The next day, as I planned, I got home before Carrie. Jenna protested. She wanted to watch the football teams practice together. Her beloved Kyle played that day. But her tempting offer intrigued me, much less than my sister's secret. Sorry, I can't. I have urgent business. Someone died? I don't know yet. Leaving Jenna in disbelief, I rushed home. Our parents at this time of the day, as usual, disappeared at work. And Carrie was on her math lesson. Therefore, I had an hour or so for everything to be done. I can't lose a minute. I was going to be methodical. Explore one corner after another, in order not to miss something important. But when I entered the room, my plans went to hell. Curiosity was so great that I just pounced on the first cabinet shelves that I came across and began to turn everything upside down. Things flew like fireworks behind my back and after a second, they fell on the floor. Fifteen minutes later, the floor was littered with Carrie's clothes. And at that time, I didn't care. How I clean it all up, 
I was burning with one desire, to find something interesting. And I succeeded. In a pile of socks, I found a silver box. I've never seen it before. I was glowing with excitement. What could be in there? It must be something secret. I slowly opened the lid and froze in amazement. The box was full of all sorts of jewels. There were gold chains, a diamond necklace, earrings with sapphires. I literally froze with my mouth open. I couldn't believe I see all this for real. Maybe I overheated and it's just a glitch, a game of my imagination. But before I could decide whether it was true or not, a voice came from behind me. Kick it, what are you doing here? Carrie stood in the doorway, staring in shock at the clothes lying on the floor. She didn't like anyone to enter the room in her absence at all, not to mention someone touching her personal things. I got scared. I couldn't say a word. I asked again, what the hell are you doing in my room? I hit the box behind my back. I, I, I was just looking for one thing. I thought maybe you took it by accident. Carrie gave me a furious look. I didn't take anything from you. How dare you do something like this? Well, I... What do you have behind your back? Squinted Carrie. Nothing. My sister moved towards me. I stepped back a little and leaned against the wall. I had nowhere to run. Carrie grabbed my hand and the box fell to the floor. The jewel scattered in a glittering heap. Thief! My sister screamed and attacked me. We grappled and fell to the floor. We haven't fought since childhood, but there was an exceptional case. I didn't steal anything! I tried to shout, but my sister didn't listen. I got angry too, because she's the one who spreads the secrets. I just wanted to get the truth. After a five-minute romp, we finally let each other go. I struggled to my feet and dusted myself off. At that moment, we were looking amazing. Tousled hair, eyes red with anger. Get out of my room! My sister hissed, like I want to stay here. I slammed the door and went to my room. I fell on my bed. I literally seethed with anger. I wanted to tell my parents everything, but I decided not to. Carrie and I didn't talk for a whole week. She pouted and avoided me, but I couldn't let it go. I needed to know the truth, whatever it takes. I figured that the only way to find out my sister's secrets was to follow Carrie. I waited when she left the house and followed her using my spy skills. First, she ran into some diner. She came out of there in a new dress. I was a little jealous that she had such outfits. After the diner, Carrie headed to an expensive restaurant. One of those places where the richest and most powerful people in the city go. The same man sat down next to her at the table. Through the window, I saw my sister take a necklace out of her purse and hand it to the man. She said something to him, but I can't read lips. Though it was clear to me anyway, sister steals jewels and then sells them on the black market. I couldn't take it anymore. Without asking Carrie anything, I ran home and told my mom and dad everything. A scandal erupted in the evening, but it didn't turn out the way I thought. First of all, Carrie didn't steal anything. I don't know why I decided that. Maybe I watched too many spy movies. Secondly, she simply hid the fact that she had found a job and a very unusual one. One day she went to a jewelry store just to look at the jewelry. 
one diamond ring caught her attention. It seemed to Carrie that it was a fake, which she informed the seller about. He laughed, but then he nevertheless sent the diamond for examination. And a few days later, Carrie was contacted by the shop owner, trying to figure out how she knew the stone wasn't real. Sister couldn't really explain, citing intuition. The jeweler invited her to take a test and laid out several pieces. Carrie easily determined where the real stones were and where the cheap glass ones were. They offered her to work with the store, and then Carrie got private clients. Rich people wanted to know if fake diamonds had been sold to them. And for this service, they were ready to pay big money. But why didn't you tell us anything? Father asked. I was afraid. You forbade us to earn extra money and buy expensive things. That's why I did it secretly. It soon became clear that Carrie had earned almost a million dollars from this job. Wow, I didn't even think it was possible. The parents didn't get angry for long. At first, they wanted to forbid Carrie to do that, but then they decided that if she found her vocation, then they shouldn't interfere. For a while, Carrie sulked at me and continued to ignore me. After all, I gave her up. But then we made up and became sisters again. Carrie used the money she made to take me to the Côte d'Azur, where we rode a yacht and swam in the sea. It was an amazing summer. I'm glad that my sister found her favorite thing, even though her ability seems incredible. Have you ever suspected your loved ones of a double life? Tell us in the comments how your suspicions ended. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.